Next on BYU Sports Nation, senior quarterback Tanner Mangum speaks publicly for the first time since losing his starting job. What have the last few weeks been like in his words? At 4-3 and three and off a of bye week, what's your confidence level going into the game against Northern Illinois? Plus, I may have found the perfect Halloween decoration, a life-sized mannequin of Lavelle Edwards in your house. Big deal or no deal? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Reunited on Thursday, October 25th, wherever and however you're connected. Thank you. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Madame Tussauds mannequin collector, Jerem Jordan. I've never been there, but I've heard it's kind of creepy like i don't really want to go there but you went to disneyland how was it disneyland was as busy as i have ever seen it so you went at the wrong time then even though it was fall break just missed a couple days of school monday we did we did okay monday was the final day of utah's fall break ran into terry nashif at uh you okay hotel. yeah okay yeah he's everything's great uh <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, yeah, so it, it was good to see a lot of BYU folks down there. They all left on Monday, so Tuesday was better. Disneyland. Yeah, is, just show up Tuesday next time. It's not getting less busy as we move forward. And the Star Wars land has a How is it? has a Stark Industries fence put up all along the outside. They're doing some Marvel stuff, aren't they? Disney owns everything, right? So they're, they're, They don't own this show. They're building a Star Wars land. They're adding more Marvel stuff. We they, might be yeah. game for that, though. Well, they if if they wanted to, they could own us. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> if they wanted to. Anyway. La Iglesia owns this show. Good to be back. Uh, as far as Madame Tussauds goes, maybe BYU or whoever the fan was that has this life-size Lavelle Edwards mannequin should contract with those people <laughs> before they, they attempt to get a life-size Lavelle statue in their home. We're going to show you this uh, mannequin later. Uh, viewer discretion advice. Okay. <laughs> really funny. Yeah, yeah. Big deal, no deal, featuring the mannequin in about 30 minutes. Before that, Jerem Jordan goes one-on-one with a guy who a lot of you are clamoring for more carries from. Riley Burt, the running back. Does he hear those outspoken fans? The predator, dude. I like his hair. Yes. Good yeah. call. Good call. And BYU Soccer's Elise Flake will join us in about 40 minutes on a game day as first place BYU looks to stay that way. Big game. At least in a tie. We now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU basketball. Oh, yeah. They're back to work. Took care of St. Martin's 92-71 last night in the Cougars' exhibition opener. Yoli Child scored 20 points, added eight rebounds to lead BYU. Freshman Gavin Baxter chipped in nine points, including these emphatic two. In the scoring column in the second half, he really carried this team. Selgas, beautiful dish. And there is what Baxter <laughs> did in high school. We're going to see him spectacular. Lot. And what he did in high school is dunk a lot. The Cougars' final exhibition tips off November 1st against Westminster College at the Marriott Center. BYU football hosts the Huskies of DeKalb, a.k.a. Northern Illinois, Saturday. Head coach Kalani Sataki knows the Cougar defense will need to be ready to go. Our defense will have to be ready for a quarterback that can run, and and, um, they'll use him in the the QB run game, but they'll also do a lot of the read stuff that we've seen from 
so many different spread offenses, but they'll also condense the field and put two tight ends on the field. So it'll be a, be a good challenge. It'll be a good physical game for us. Pre-game coverage begins at 1.30 Eastern on BYU Radio Saturday with Cougar Pre-Game Live with Jason Shepard. BYU TV's Countdown to Kickoff airs at 2.30 Eastern. BYU Women's Soccer hosting the Dons of San Francisco tonight at Southfield, 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 Mountain. Watch on BYU TV or listen on BYU Radio. By the way, the Cougars tied atop the WCC. they got to keep winning. They won five years in a row the conference before last year's fourth-place finish. Number six, Santa Clara, Saturday, too. Cougars right now don't have a good RPI, so they might need to beat Santa Clara to uh, get into the NCAA tournament. Win the conference, we'll get see. the auto bid. Yeah. And number one ranked BYU women's volleyball plays at Portland tonight at 10 Eastern as they look to improve to 21-0. Portland is 16-5 and on the season. Now, I think BYU women's volleyball has a pretty good RPI. I believe, well, yeah, what are they, top, are they number two still? I think that they are two. They're good. Unless it's changed. They're good. I, I think that they're in a good position if they're the number one ranked team, according to the coaches, number two. and the number two RPI number, team. Number two as of the 21st. Yes. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The BYU Cougars have a confidence rating of plus seven from the experts in the desert and a confidence rating of 69.1% chances of winning against Northern Illinois, according to ESPN's Football Power Index. Jerem, what is your confidence level in the Cougars as we near their game with Northern Illinois? It's pretty high. BYU played really well in its last game before the bye week against Hawaii. Season high in points. Total yards and rushing yards. Good thing. New quarterback. He looked good. I know Hawaii is different than Northern Illinois, but so far so good for kind of the new look offense. Like you said, Vegas and ESPN FBI feel good about BYU in this one. And the the main thing for me is Northern Illinois' offense is not very good, which is a good sign for the Cougars, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The Huskies average four yards per play. That's second worst in FBS. It's really bad. Not good. Like, that's bad, right? Um, 18 points a game. That's sixth worst nationally. In fact, against non-conference teams, that is non-MAC teams. Iowa, Utah, both in the top 25. And Florida State, down but still Florida State. And I use averaging 11 a game. The Huskies aren't moving the ball. Marcus Childers is not getting it done with that offense. So... I think the BYU defense uh, can have a good game, and then the BYU offense scores enough to win against a really good uh, NIU defense. The magic number typically is 24 for BYU, right? The Cougars are unbeaten when they score more than 24. Northern Illinois has not scored more than 24 points, I think, except one In game. regulation. In, reg- in regulation. In the overtime game, it was 13. That is right. So they don't. They haven't scored 24 plus in regulation. Yeah. So if BYU scores 25, you got to feel good about. Do you like? Do you think BYU can score four touchdowns on Saturday? I don't. They don't even need to score four touchdowns. It could be three touchdowns and a field goal. Yeah, and that would be enough. You'd think. So perhaps the NIU offense breaks out. I just don't see it. I see the NIU defense being stout and BYU having a harder time perhaps running the ball because Northern Illinois is sixth in the country in yards allowed per carry. They are really good on defense. And they've had two weeks to prepare for BYU. So has BYU. But the Cougars have had the same two weeks. Yes. How about this? BYU's both teams four and three, both teams coming off buys, both teams coming off season highs in uh, yards and rush. So similar teams. My confidence level is high because this game is played in Provo. Northern Illinois, even though they had a bye week, they've got to make the trip out here. Their offense has been terrible. 
uh, to put it lightly. And I just, there's no way that they score 24 plus against BYU. That's just not happening. It's not happening. I think BYU. I see a little writing hand with a pen emoji on several of our takes right there. Yeah, please you know do I mean? it. Please do it. I'm waiting for someone to do the cold freezing takes for BYU. Well, we already had it to a degree with our bold predictions well, after the Utah State. What happened game. there was uh, when we tweeted the bold predictions, we tweeted at USU football. Why did we tweet at USU football? Well, the real issue isn't that. It's the projections, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, my confidence level is high. I think BYU will score 24 or more, and there's no way Northern Illinois is doing that. Jack yeah. Bauer. Yeah. The Jack Bauer principle. Yesterday, senior quarterback Tanner Mangum spoke with the media for the first time since the quarterback switch. Here's his response when asked what the last two weeks have been like. Uh, eventful. Um, you know, it's... It's a it's a part of the game, and uh, it's been an opportunity for me to, to you know, to to be a good teammate and help Zach out the best I can, and, and make sure that he's as prepared as possible, and and then being there for everyone else too, and um, you know, just just making sure that I'm, um, you know, staying as dialed in as I can, and as as focused as possible, you know, to stay in that same mindset that I always have been, is to to keep preparing, to be ready no matter what, and. Uh, yeah, just, just been working hard as I have, as I've always been, and just you know, just still being, still being me. He was later asked if he saw the change coming or if it hit him like a ton of bricks. Uh, no, I, I, I mean <laughs> that's a tough question. I, it's just you know, it's just part of the game. You know, it, it's that's 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 something that comes with playing the position, and and uh, you know, it's never easy. Um, but that, that's how it is. You know, playing quarterback isn't an easy job, and especially playing the quarterback at BYU, there's um, you know, a lot of expectations, and then that's something that comes along with it. And so, you know, I just, you just take it in stride and, and take things one day at a time, but, but make sure you keep that same mindset of staying positive and, 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 and working hard and uh, not letting those things, you know, get in the way of being a good teammate and, and get, or, or get in the way of, um, you know, your, your positive attitude and, and mindset. Okay, Spencer, what's your reaction to what Mangum had to say yesterday? Exactly what I expect from Tanner. This is the pattern that he has established during his career at BYU, whether he's the starter or the backup. And he's done both. He was the backup to Taysom. There was that quarterback battle in 2016 through fall camp to a degree. Not, eh, a couple of days. Right. But still, like the coaches didn't name a starter immediately. So he, he was in that situation and competing for the starting job, didn't win it. This is exactly what I expect from him. Granted, this is harder because... Yes, he's he benched kn- because he's not been good enough. Yes, and, not he's, because and he's a senior. He's a senior. And he's like, a it senior. made sense that Taysom was the guy at the time. Um, it's exactly what I expect. It's well-spoken, yeah. mature, he's a great teammate. Yes, he's handling this perfectly. Like, he could be bitter and annoyed and bugged. He could, and I would understand it, and I would get it, you know? And, but he's not. He's being the opposite. He's handling it with class. That has to be hard especially because he's the senior, especially because he's played in a ton of games. But here's the thing about Tanner Mangum that no one's discussing. He's one play away from being back in, so he has to be ready. Wait, does BYU know a thing or two about having a guy coming in after an injured quarterback has to leave the field? As long as Tanner Mangum's helmet is just a little too big, he's in good shape. Because that's what happened in 2015. Get him the big but helmet. He's, he's uh, what is it, Lord Helmet? Or yes. Whatever? Yeah, from Spaceballs. Ludicrous speed. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to be ready to go because, uh, you know, you hope everything goes well. With Zach, but 
the reality of the situation is the backup's one play away. And then Jaron Hall is two plays away. So he's got to be ready as well. But the hope is that Zach Wilson continues to grow and can overcome what's happened with freshman quarterbacks at BYU, which is if a guy's played as a true freshman, that hasn't always worked out very well. Like, there's not been a player that's played as a true freshman, to my understanding, that's eventually won 10 games in a season. Like, it just hasn't worked out. Taysom Hill became a tremendous quarterback who started as a true freshman, but he got hurt that year, and, and, and injuries defined his BYU career to some degree. So I'm hoping for the best for Zach Wilson, and I'm hoping that Tanner Mangum continues his eternal optimism. Like, you, he's tr- handling this with tremendous class. The way things have gone recently for BYU, you should not be surprised at all to see Tanner Mangum playing quarterback again at BYU. It has been a I would vicious trend. Yeah. We all hope not. It's been a vicious trend. Right. He's I hope one that, play away, as you said. Yeah, I, I really hope we don't see Tanner Mangum again in a good way, meaning that Zach Wilson stays healthy. Perhaps Tanner Mangum gets some run in, in a blowout New Mexico some State. other time or Senior, something. Tanner Mangum's going to play against New Mexico State. But, like, ah, it's just, that's tough. That's a tough situation. It's like, why am I in right now? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, does he even want to be in in that situation? Uh, yeah, fodder for the future weeks, for sure. Uh, BYU basketball tipped off last night. And Dave Rose got his first look at what his Cougars will bring to the table in a real game scenario. Although it's an exhibition, but it's still was kind it a of real, game? A real game? It was, but it wasn't. Yeah, Yoli Childs, twenty points, eight rebounds, led the Cougars overall. Jerem, what do you feel like we have learned about BYU after the Cougar tip-off and now the first exhibition? Not a whole lot, but here's some observations. Uh, we've learned BYU's pushing the pace again. We were told this, but now we're seeing it. Okay, shooting earlier in the shot clock. Yoli Childs is comfortable shooting. Shooting threes, although he was 0 for 1 last night from distance. Uh, started 3 for 3 in the Cougar tip-off. That was impressive. Zach Selyus looks like his old self. Like the catch and shoot, especially on the left wing, catching the ball to his right and going up on that strong side. He looks good, man. Still waiting for TJ Haas to kind of reconnect and, and get to know the three-pointer a little better like his freshman season. Um, we don't know much about Nick Emery, by the way. So we played a little bit in the Cougar tip-off. He's coming back after nine games for the Utah State game, then the Utah game. So, I, yeah, I don't think we've learned a ton quite yet. We need way more volume. But we're not going to get it because next Thursday is Westminster, and then the next Tuesday is Nevada, uh, who's what? top 10. So uh, it, it's, it's going to be hard for BYU to really get ready for that one. But uh, I haven't learned a ton, honestly, from the first uh, two viewings of BYU basketball. What have we learned? Um, that Dave Rose is a man of his word when he says he wants BYU to get up and run some more on offense. Well, this is the BYU we're used to, man. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know Last that we actually the, learned that. Oh, yes. The, the speed sabbatical, as I call it. Last Dave year. Rose said that the up-and-down tempo for the offense would be back, and voila, it is back. Yeah. BYU wants to shoot a ton of threes. They want to get up and down and move the floor. Uh, I was reminded that Gavin Baxter is incredibly athletic and he has the longest arms on the BYU basketball team. Like, he, he is so long. His reach is 7'2". The Harlem Globetrotters are interested in Gavin. He has the longest reach. Uh, very athletic. So, yeah, re- reminded of that. Also reminded that Yoli Childs is still a really good player and he's, he is one competitive son of a gun. He, he was yes, he, he was getting he was, after was, it last he was, night. He, he was, was chirping chatting. with uh, it's St. Martin's. It doesn't it? matter. It's an exhibition. It does not matter. You yeah. put him in a competitive scenario, and it is the real. The show is on for Yoli Childs. Yeah, I'm excited to see this team develop. It's going to take a little while, and there's going to be some bumps in the road. BYU's playing a tough non-conference schedule, as we mentioned, in order to get. Uh, 
a, a better look from the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee, and that's going to require some lumps and on the road. So uh, this team that is upperclassmen heavy, uh, let's see how they handle, especially the, the tough road games early. Purdue's playing some good home games, but most of those tough games are on the road. You want your overreaction to what we've learned? That Jasheer Hardnett was right, and Dalton Nixon is the most improved player on the BYU basketball team, hands down. Maybe it's not an overreaction. He looked pretty yeah, good. Yeah, four last steals night. last night. Looked pretty good. Pretty good. Looked pretty good. Our pretty, question pretty good. of Does the Kevin day: ever have Four steals in a game? <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll have to look that up. Kyle Chilton, did the Cougar ever have four stats. In a game? Kyle, did Kevin Nixon ever have four steals? Instead of us looking it up, just yell at random people to do it. it but in an exhibition game, we need to have that in caveat an exhibition? as well. Get out of here! Get out of here! <laughs> Back to football for our question of the day. How would you best describe your confidence level in BYU football heading into the game against NIU? Let's go to the Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At David Fiso, this BYU team is hungry, angry, and has the spark they've been missing. This is closer than Hawaii, but I'm 100% confident the Cougars come out on top. That's quite confident. It's a it's full confidence. One hundred percent. Yeah, that requires blue goggles. I don't have blue goggles on this game at all. I don't think it's yeah. It's one hundred percent. When you're the second worst team in yards per play, I know. No, no one's getting. Scared. But are you ready to agree no with David Fisa? Not a hundy. Yeah, no, that's why I put the blue hand. goggles on. Yeah, fifty percent at blue goggles one. There 50%. we go. How is at Blue Goggles won 50%? Riddle me this. Feels like two different teams each week. This bipolar effort leaves me at a coin flip each week. Well, that, that is now, – now, now, okay, okay, okay. An explanation on the doctrine of the Blue Goggles, okay? The original idea. We thought that it would be the two extremes. It's mostly been negative – or, sorry, positive. But it is negative sometimes, too. Oh, I don't know. It's going to be that bad. 50%. It is the – Extreme reaction on either yes, side. Yes. Speaking Ex- of the bipolar. Extreme effort, insane right? positivity yeah. or extreme insane negativity. Ori- yeah. Originally meant to make fun of you. Yes. Overly positive. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I'm not overly negative. I- I'm just real. Coming up. Is getting outscored in the second half of an exhibition game a big deal or is it no dill? Plus, what does Riley Burt think about the fans that want to see him carry the ball more? The outspoken group is growing with each carry. He goes one-on-one with Jerem. This is BYU Sports Nation. He's going to win that one. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The place to watch the Cougars warm up four games on Countdown to Kickoff on BYU TV. Join us Saturday at 2.30 Eastern as the Cougars prepare for Northern Illinois and a well-placed Picture of Riley Bird on that graphic. There. Nicely done. Thank you for not saying Illinois. Illinois. <laughs> but but when referencing something about possessive to Northern Illinois, it comes out right. Ah. So it's like Northern Illinois offense. Yes, I've heard that a few Apostrophe. times. Apostrophe. Like, did they say Illinois? No, 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 no. Yeah, Oregon. To avoid all of that, you just say the whatever of Northern Illinois. Yeah, day Northern Illinois. That's, yes, yeah. that is correct. Live from Studio B, your language class continues. Also, your day-to-day I got BYU 16 sports. 16 credits of A at BYU in that. 14 in Korean. Yeah. 
Day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. You can listen to BYU Sports Nation On Demand by downloading the BYUSN podcast or watch full episodes, BYUSN.com, and experience the show whenever you want. Our question of the day, how would you best describe your confidence level in BYU football going into the game against Northern Illinois? On Twitter, at the casual hippie, says moderately optimistic. Sounds like my mindset. They showed some good things against Hawaii, but Northern Illinois is a much better defense. Moderately, huh? Interesting. Oh, I, I, you're just moderate. I'm moderately optimistic. Don't say just, please. <laughs> Don't qualify your compliment. That's not, it wasn't meant to be a compliment. It's just stating what I think you are. The other, the other, the other uh, setup that I always love is, Oh, that's actually, you actually, wow, you're actually, actually making a good point. It. Yeah, it's like, why'd you say actually? <laughs> you're actually Wait, making a qualifying good point. compliment. Jeremy, you yeah. actually did a good job in this one on one interview that we're about to air with and Riley Bird. Actually interviewed Riley Bird. Yeah. And I just think that you were fantastic in it. You haven't seen it. <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> Jerem Jordan, one-on-one, BYU Sports Nation, all access with the running back that many of you are clamoring for more from, Riley Burt. 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 All right, Riley, how how was the uh, bye week for you? It's been good, just uh, getting healthy and trying to get back back to it. Do you feel healthy? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. After after a couple games, you start getting sore and little bumps and bruises, so it's good to get back and get back healthy. Two weeks ago against Hawaii, you had uh, your best game of the season. Uh, it seems like when you play Hawaii, you're awesome. That happened at the end of last year. Now this year, what is it about Hawaii? Oh man, I don't know. It's just uh, <laughs> I really don't know. I'm just when I get out, get out there, get a chance. I'm I'm good. You have the same amount of carries as last year, this year, and there's a two yard difference. You've been seeking that kind of consistency, right? Hey, it's consistent. Yeah. That's what coaches want. I'm consistent, so let's get, let's get it. I think it's 4.7 or 4.8 yards per carry. How do you feel like you've uh, played this season and last season? Um, definitely room for improvement. Um, I'm still not doing everything I wanted to do at the first of the season, so room to improve, but I'm trying to do my best. So, What was it like to get a little more run in the Hawaii game, and then you found the end zone? It felt good. It was always against Hawaii. I don't know. I don't know what it is about them, but uh, I don't know. It felt good. It felt good to be out there running and getting the end zone, especially. When I bring up Riley Burt on Twitter or on BYU Sports Nation, it seems like people are like, "Dude, this guy needs to play more." So, so what is it like for you as you try and compete and earn that playing time? Um, just it's really just all about the team. I'm trying to I'm trying to better the team, but doing the best I can. Also, I'm trying to improve myself and meet the goals that I've set for myself at the first of the year and that I continue to set. So I'm just working working to be a better player and win win some games for the team. What do the coaching staff say you need to do to get more time on the field right now? Because you are behind some upperclassmen and whatnot. But uh, what do you need to do? Um, it's really just every day in practice we got to prove it. That's everybody, every back. Um, we all got things to work on, but. Uh, it's really just proven every day in practice. That's been an interesting conversation where Kalani Sataki and Jeff Grimes have said, listen, you don't necessarily earn it for the whole year. You have to earn it every week. So what's what's each week like in practice, as you've talked about, where, hey, you've got to earn it, even if you were the guy the week before? Yeah, it's, it's just every week we have a little bit of different game plan and the way we go about stuff. So we really you got to, like, adjust to it, and we're pulling plays out and stuff. And you really just got to do the best you can with, like, what you get in practice. So... 
to like kind of prepare for the week. One of those guys you're competing with and one of your fellow teammates is Squally Canada. He made sure to walk by before this interview, and uh, he said that tell everybody his dreads are longer. Now, I, I don't necessarily believe him. Yours look longer. I don't talk about my hair. <laughs> it is what it is, man. I, I'm not, I don't really got a lot to say about it. But Squally did. Uh, yeah, we, we we fight back and forth about it, but I know mine are longer. Yeah, after the Matt Hadley incident, you just avoid that, right? Um, what, what was it like for you to see Matt Hadley get in, and he averaged a Nine and a half per carry against Hawaii. Matt had a great game. He really did. He's he's been proving that consistently through practice and stuff through this season. So, he's he's it's good to have him back on the running back side. Typically, there's this I don't I don't know if rivalry is the right word, but competition between the defense and the offense throughout the year, right? So he was a defensive guy, and then he comes into your room. So how does he integrate into that room? Uh, we're accepting. We're open arms. Everything. It's all, it's always good to have another back in there, and uh, it's good to have him over here. It really is. And it's good that he saved that mustache, right? <laughs> I'm glad. I don't like I don't like mustache on nobody. So I, Austin Fence had one going for a little bit, yeah. but yeah, Matt Hadley's. I'm glad he shaved. Let's talk about Northern Illinois. Now, this is a team with a stout defense. What's the conversation like among uh, the offense as you prepare for one of the better defenses you've played this year? Yeah, we definitely have to earn it. Just like uh, coach has been saying, we we have to earn it every week. Like it starts in practice, really, before we even get to the game. We got to earn it every day in practice before we can go out and perform. So they are, they're a very good defense. They got some good players, and we're we're up to the challenge. Sometimes offenses will say, "Listen, we just do what we do, no matter who we play." Other times you say, "Okay, this team does this well or doesn't, so we're going to adjust and do this." How do you guys play it? Because Hawaii's defense was one thing, and IU's defense is another. Yeah, every every team is a little different. You got to expose them and play to your strengths also. So yeah, it's just week by week we we're preparing. We're not going to change too much. We're 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 our offense, so we got that going. What's the best thing about living in Manaway, Utah? <laughs> um, I don't know, man. It's a great place. Everybody. Everybody's past it, going to Logan or something, so it's, it's cool. It's a great place. And there's that one cop, right? Tell us about that one cop. Uh, he sits up on the highway. He'll get you if you're going too fast, so just slow down. I know like, <laughs> I know he sits right by my house, and he pulls over people. I just see him go back and forth every day, so <laughs> you just got to be, <laughs> be going slower. Does he have a nickname or something <laughs> that you can say on BYTV? Uh, yeah, they got RoboCop. Uh, <laughs> there's a couple of them, but RoboCop, we'll call him RoboCop. We we got to integrate that into your play somehow. We need a nickname for you. Do you have a nickname? Uh, man, Bertier, like Gary Bertier. Bertier, I like that. Ricky Williams. There's a couple that of because them. Because of the hair? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 34 in the hair, yeah. yeah. Awesome. But. Well, good luck this uh, Saturday. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma, some luck, and uh, hope you get some run, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Riley Burt, one-on-one BYU Sports Nation all-access. Everyone who's driven to Logan, like, on the on the rag at some point knows about this guy. My father, Big Kent, I think. Did he get pulled over? Has one ticket lifetime. Wow. And it happened to be from RoboCop. From RoboCop. <laughs> the one cop in Manaway. Not apparently. a joke. Uh, he might have more. I don't know. We'll have to confirm this. Big Kent, if you've had more than one speeding ticket, let me know. But I can't recall. Tweet at Jerem Jordan. More than one. Let me know. And it, no kidding, was on the way to Logan from RoboCop. Awesome. <laughs> Coming up, it's soccer ball night as the Cougars look to stay in a tie. For first in the conference, BYU's leading scorer, Elise Flake, will be in the house. Uh, is having a life-size mannequin of Lavelle Edwards a big deal or no deal? And is it a Halloween decoration? <laughs> On purpose? This is BYU Sports Nation. They're creepy people. Check out BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Solana, the latest in Cougar Sports. She's got all the deets. 
social media Twitter. Watch on BYU Sports Nation's Facebook, IGTV, Twitter, and YouTube accounts. And Spencer, I particularly like your shirt today. It's got what I call the Beat Digger uh, BYU logo. And I, I uh, shamelessly plugged that on the Sataki Show for me to get a hoodie from Kalani. And? He said something nice to me yesterday. I'm thinking I might get it. <laughs> um, but I really like that shirt. And it's available at the BYU store. You can go get this. I love it. I need to go get this myself. Sideline collection, game day collection. Sideline collection. I like that. The Nike store doesn't get any smaller. It has expanded its repertoire of awesomeness. Yeah. And it's my favorite part of the store. There is so much Even more than the there. candy. It's a dangerous place in the most wonderful way. <laughs> right? <laughs> <Yes>. BYU. <laughs> Nike store, come and enjoy the Nike store. You're going to spend $200. You will spend more than you want to. Exactly. We've warned you several times. But you walk out with all the swag. It's awesome. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, with today's headlines. BYU basketball taking care of business against St. Martin's 92-71. Last night in the Cougars exhibition opener, Yoli Childs led the way with 20 points and 8 rebounds. His former AAU teammate and buddy, now freshman Gavin Baxter chipped in with nine points, including an emphatic two right here. In the scoring column here in the second half, he's really carried this team. Selgas, beautiful dash. And there is what Baxter <laughs> did in high school. We're going to see a spectacular. Uh, yes, and what he did in high school is dunk a bunch. Cougars' final exhibition goes down November 1st against Westminster, and then it's on to... Oh, a top 10 team in Nevada. That was Nevada this whole time. BYU football hosts Northern Illinois Saturday. Head coach Kalani Stocky knows the Cougars' defense needs to be ready to play. Our defense will have to be ready for a quarterback that can run, and and, um, they'll use him in the the QB run game, but they'll also do a lot of the read stuff that we've seen from so many different spread offenses, but they'll also condense the field and put two tight ends on the field. So it'll it'll be a good challenge. It'll be a good physical game for us. Pre-game coverage begins at 1.30 Eastern Saturday on BYU Radio with Cougar Pre-Game Live with Jason Shepard, BYU TV's Countdown to Kickoff, hosted by Spencer. Airs at 2.30 Eastern. What's worse, Nevada, Illinois, or Colorado? Oregon. (laughs) Oregon is the one I'm more sensitive to. BYU Women's Soccer hosting the Dons of San Francisco. Tonight, Southfield, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain. BYU tied atop the WCC. Got to keep winning. Santa Clara also nearing on the schedule. They're a top-10 team. Cougars 10-4 and 1 overall. You can watch the game again tonight. 90s from BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio. I really want you to call them San Francisco. San Francisco. I'll give you a sack of dollars. Okay. Number one ranked BYU women's volleyball plays at Portland tonight. The in-laws are going to that. 10 Eastern as they look to improve to 21-0. Portland 16-5 on the year. All right, Jerem, that is a big deal to be the number one ranked team in the country. But are these situations a big deal or no deal? Big deal. No deal. Presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Ben Bagley, we would love for you to join the conversation right now. What do you have for us? Number one. I would love to join you. And first off, before we get number one, okay. the Manaway Cop is a big deal. I grew up in Logan. <laughs> I've traveled know. through there a million times, and I know before you hit Manaway, hit the brakes. You know. Slow yeah. it down. Yes, yes. please. All right, number one, big deal, no deal. BYU having five running backs to use on Saturday. Uh, no deal. They typically have five running backs to use. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, I, I, you have depth there. Scully Candidate is healthy. Matt Hadley's running well. Riley Burt, Lopini Katoa. You, you have four that you feel confident. Tyler Algier. Yeah. So how much? Do you, how much do you expect? Again, how much do you expect Tyler Algier to play though against a lot Northern in the fourth Illinois? quarter? 
Oh, oh. I like that confidence, yeah. Jerem. Okay. Okay. I don't know if I'm that confident. But Maybe you are a moderate uh, optimist. Tyler Algier ran twice <laughs> against Hawaii. And uh, was in on kickoff return. So I think we'll see four, maybe a little bit of Tyler Algier. Number two. Big deal, no deal. BYU hoops being outscored 48-47 to 47 in the second half last night against St. Martin's. <laughs> no deal. Um, I know it's an exhibition, and you could say, hey, well, this is going to lead to things in the regular season. BYU still implementing some new, a new offense, a new defense, and so on and so forth. Uh, I just think it's no deal. I think BYU can, in the next week and a half, prepare themselves better. That doesn't mean they're going to be locked in against Nevada. I, I don't know if BYU's best self beats Nevada on the road. We'll see. Nevada's really good. People, they won by 21. They have the luxury of trying to figure some things out and play some weird lineups in the second half when you're up by 22 at half. Like This is no deal at all. Like You won by 21. You figured out some things. You played a bunch of guys trying to see what you want to do with your lineup before you get ready for a top 10 team. So no deal. Number three. Big deal, no deal. ESPN's description of Taysom Hill as a Thorterback. Yeah, we've heard the Thorterback before, right? Like, I, I want to say that Bronco Mendenhall. It was a Bronco Mendenhall. Bronco hey, Mendenhall did, brought that did up. Did you yeah. not copyright that Bronco? Is this a. Well, I think Bronco's the one quoted in the article. Oh, yeah. that's why. Okay. Here, here, here's, here's the thing if, if Taysom Hill never starts a game in the NFL as a starting quarterback, do you feel like all of this is just fluff and whatever? I do not. Like I'm not. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna see it as a bonus if Taysom Hill starts. And so I. I go big deal. It's fun. He's in the NFL. He's an undrafted free agent, out of Pocatello. Like he was injured in college a bunch. Never won ten games. Never beat Utah. Like he's doing great things in the NFL. We know that if he would have been healthy, he would have been one of the all-time greats. And I think we think he's an all-time great at BYU. Taysom Hill is pacing to become the next Steve Tasker, the great special teams player for the Buffalo Bills during their four falls of Buffalo in the early 90s. Only like, one part of his game, though. He's, I think he's headed that direction right now. As long as Drew Brees is playing, Taysom, Taysom Hill has a legitimate chance to go to the Pro Bowl as a special teams player. That is a real position. You can be an all with real feelings special teams player. Like He could be in the There's Pro Bowl spot. specifically right. as a special teams player. Breached. League? For each side, yeah. Yes, for one for the NFC, one for the AFC. Like, right now, who is a better or more notable special teams player and get, garnering as much attention as Taysom Hill? I don't know. I need to break it down. The NFC uh, North has a bunch of qualities. Sp- I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, young Steve Tasker right now. Uh, he's way more than that. He's playing tight end and running back and quarterback at times. And he's the Swiss, according he's to Joe, yeah. Joe Tester, the he's, Swiss Army knife of me, NFL football. Me undervaluing Taysom by just calling him Steve. He's way more than Steve. All right. Hey. More versatile. It's great. Next. Last one, and I'm kind of sorry to end on this note, but we're going to do it anyways. Big deal, no deal. The life-size Lavelle Edwards mannequin purchased by a fan for his fan cave. And sorry, this is going to be a lasting image for you. Are, oh, and boy. we're showing this, right? Okay, so radio audience, you benefit. TV audience, <laughs> again, <laughs> viewer <laughs> discretion <laughs> advised. <laughs> it kind of looks That's like tough. Ed Orgeron a little bit. Yo, I don't think to that mannequin. Lavelle Edwards looks very good. Yeah, I... <laughs> It's just weird, man. <laughs> it's just weird. And it's got the old, like, it's effective, though, because we're talking BYU about logo? it a lot. All the logos? It got a ton of social media run. Yeah. So maybe they got exactly what they wanted out of this. Mm-hmm. Someone, someone, mm-hmm. that's in someone's house. Like, you walk into that room in the dark, 
And you think put it on the porch there? during Halloween during tr- trick or tr- just generally all mannequins, right? <laughs> are just kind of creepy. You should you should like upload some Lavelle quotes into that mannequin. No, come on. <laughs> too much. <laughs> it would be great. Take them from the uh, Paul James calling shows after the games. <laughs> Please destroy all the tapes. Coming up. Jimmer knocks on the door of a triple-double in a Shanghai win. And we're not shocked at all. Plus, Elise Flake of BYU Women's Soccer joins us on a game day. She stepped it up. So have the Cougars. They are tied atop the WCC standings. What's the plan to keep it that way? She'll tell us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight, the BYU women's soccer team looks to stay in a tie for first place in the West Coast Conference with a game against San Francisco at 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Free game on the radio begins at 8.30 Eastern time. Welcome back inside Studio B with our question of the day. How would you best describe your confidence level in BYU football going into the game with the Huskies of NIU? At CBP Office Broker says... Taking it a snap at a time. Not sure That's if it's gold or fool's gold. Time will tell. Yeah, yeah. We need a little more volume, right? Northern Zach Illinois' Wilson defense is, is yeah. clearly much better offense than Hawaii. Stinks. Their defense is really good. So. Which is the exact opposite of what Hawaii was, right? Offense good, defense bad. Yeah, and then that offense wasn't actually that good in that game. BYU defense played really well. If BYU can score 24 points, they will win the game. Can you score 24 points against Northern Illinois in Provo on your home field? I'm going to take that for my going for two. Ooh. I go first since I'm trailing. Stuff. Okay, well, yeah. Oh, hey. I, please, make it competitive, Jerem. Please. <laughs> it is competitive. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. Joining us now in Studio B, somebody who has taken the competition to the West Coast Conference and done so at a high level. The leading goal scorer for BYU women's soccer who are tied atop the conference, Elise Flake. Welcome back to, or welcome to Studio B, I, I should say. Thank you. First Thank you. time here? Yeah. Welcome. Thank you. It's great to have you. All right, Elise. Um, so Jen Rockwood, your coach, told me that she had a conversation with you, and I'm sure she had a few with you. <laughs> she had um, one conversation. This but she noted a specific conversation with me early in the season where she said, I pulled Elise aside and I said, look, I know you're a great goal scorer. Go and do it. And it was like the switch was flipped. What happened? What happened after that conversation? Yeah, um, she's challenged me a lot, especially to have more emotion when I play. That's something that, you know, I was growing up, I – I'm pretty easygoing, and so I don't get too high, too low, and so I kind of just have always just like the same. And I guess she didn't like that. She wants me to have more emotion and show it more on the field. I think that's something that kind of started that is just trying to show more emotion and trying to um, lead the team more that way. So, do we just need to make you angry? For I guess you to so. Score yeah. yeah. What What gets you uh, excited or or you know riled up? It's a good question. Um, like I said, I never get too excited or riled up, but I think the big games are the ones where. I just pump myself up, and I feel like I play better in bigger games. Um, so I'm excited for this weekend because we have two huge games. So And let's talk about those. So Santa Clara's ranked sixth on Saturday, uh, and, and that could be for the conference title. But first, San Francisco tonight, like mm-hmm. we've been talking about. So how do you avoid what could be perceived as a trap game in San Francisco tonight? What's, what's the level of urgency like? Yeah, I mean, we've thought about Santa Clara. Obviously, they're a huge team that we need to play. But San Francisco is all we're thinking about right now. Um, we've been focusing on them a lot this week um, and just what we need to do in that game. And we know that if we play our best, then everything will work out and it'll be a great 
leeway into Saturday, but we're just getting ready for tonight. So, Elise Flake with us on BYU Sports Nation. Explain to us the sensation or the feeling of scoring a goal at Southfield. Oh, it's awesome, especially at home. Like It's crazy. All the fans just go crazy, and so it pumps us up even more. Um, it surely gets the momentum going, and so that's one of the biggest things, and it's just fun. The team is 8-0-1 when you score two goals in a game this year. So, so you haven't lost yet. Is that more of a, a pointing at what the offense does or the defense, that you're not going to allow two goals? Oh, both, yeah. Our defense has been huge, coming up huge in a lot of the recent games um, and this whole season. And so I think it's just a mix of both and just playing together as a team is the biggest thing. So if you get that second goal, you're feeling pretty good? Yeah. Given the way <laughs> the season's played out? You're like, yeah. oh, we got two. Let's, let's hang in there. <laughs> yeah. You give some nice compliments to your defense. Which defender on your team do you hate to practice against the most? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, they're all so good. I'd say Alyssa is probably one of the hardest just because she's so aggressive and um, it's just so hard to go against. She's, I don't know, yeah. Other than Jen Rockwood having a conversation with you, uh, what's led to your offensive explosion? Ten goals, you lead the team. Next closest is five. You scored six the previous two years. So what's changed for you other than that conversation? Um, I think just being an upperclassman, it's kind of like, it, I mean, Jen tells us all the time as forwards, like it's our goal, it's like it's our job to score. And so I've kind of taken that more this year, I think. In past years, there's been other players who have scored, and I've kind of just like been like their sidekick or whatever type thing. And so I think now it's kind of like my turn to step in and be one of the top goal scorers. So. How did you handle that? Because some people feel that pressure and go, <laughs> ah, this is hard, right? How did you handle that? Um, I think it just comes with... Um, playing as a team, and that's, again, back to our defense and every other offensive player. We've had 12 different people score this year, <laughs> which has been huge, and that doesn't happen usually. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's been huge is we can score from anywhere. It's not just one or two players. So BYU striker Elise Flake with us on BYU Sports Nation preparing for a showdown with San Francisco tonight before BYU takes on number 6 ranked Santa Clara on Saturday. Uh, I, I've wanted to ask you this question for a while, and I can't <laughs> believe it's taken me this long. But Maddie Lyons-Matthews has since graduated and moved on. You two are hard to tell apart when (laughs) calling a soccer game on the field. How often are you mistaken or were you mistaken when you were teammates together on the field? Yeah, a few times people would call me Maddie. Um, (laughs) I doubt people ever called her Elise, but I was called Maddie a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And Maddie married uh, Mitch Matthews. Yes. uh, Yeah. Yes. Which has been a conversation piece on our show for a long time. Yeah, which was awesome, right? Um, Tell us a little bit about this week and the importance, not only for the conference, but right now the RPI is kind of low. Uh, Santa Clara ho- hopefully will bump that up, mm-hmm. but do you feel like you need to win both this week and then next week to get into the NCAA tournament? Yeah, for sure. We know that we need to win the West Coast Conference, and this weekend's going to be huge for that, and next week we know that we need to win all three to make it, so that's our goal. What's it like to handle that type of pressure, or is it pressure? I mean, what, what is that feeling like, knowing that what you just said, you got to win the West Coast Conference to get in the tournament? Yeah, um, we've actually talked about it since our season ended last year. We made a goal like back in January that we're going to win the West Coast Conference this fall. And so I think it's the pressure hasn't been just this week or next week. It's been pressure for nine months, and we've been just preparing for this time. So we're, I think we're ready. So Now we're to the culminating weeks, right, the, <laughs> the next uh, week and a half here. Last season was 7-8-4, and four, kind of an anomaly in BYU women's soccer. You guys go to the tourney, you win the league, that's what you do. 10-4-1 and one this year with three left. Uh, what was the big change? What was the conversation like? like you said, in January of we're going to be better. Yeah. Um, w- there were a few things that needed to change, and so we kind of set goals regarding like the team and team culture and different things like that. Um, that was huge. And then um, 
I think the coaches, especially credit to them, they've done amazing things teaching us certain things and coaching us different ways. I think that's been huge. And I think just being on the same page with the coaches, with our teammates, with everything, and that's been one of the biggest things for our success. So, Elise, you're a first-time guest on this show, and uh, quite a few of your teammates have benefited from a visit to the show with the BYU Sports Nation Karma. Are you oh, yeah? aware of the Karma Boost, or are you learning about it right now? I've heard about it, but okay. tell me more. <laughs> All right. Well, what happens is we bring really good players on the show, and, and then you're, amazingly, you're you really uh, good after still that, keep still. playing well yeah. after this. And, and, sometimes and we take credit for it. <laughs> they come on the show, and they like score the next game. Or they, you've scored in six of the last seven, so it, wouldn't, I don't, it kind of fit in with what you're doing. But we do want your signature as well. Would right. that be all right? Oh, yeah. On this flag right here. Okay, Elise. Oh, right Sign the flag. Take the karma, if you take will. Take the karma all and right. beat San Francisco. Right. Yes, Thanks, Elise. Elise Flake. And again, he, w- watch this or listen to it tonight. And then a huge game as well on Saturday with Santa Clara. It's a huge day of sports for BYU on Saturday. There's lots of sport ball competitions. Football. This weekend. Soccer, with, yeah. yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Go Kooks. Thanks, right. Elise. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Coming up, Jimmer goes uh, just barely short of a triple-double this morning. He passed the ball a lot. He had nine assists, I guess. Remember when he went for 70-plus in a game? <laughs> which which year? Like. <laughs> and it's game day for BYU women's soccer and top-ranked BYU women's volleyball. Details covered in the whip. This is BYU Sports Nation. Why are you saying what? Big Deal, No Deal. Presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Shout out to today's guests, Riley Burt and Elise Flake. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to view full episodes. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time. Let's whip it. Okay. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Cougars top St. Martin's 92-71 last night in the Cougars exhibition opener. The only child scored 20 points, added 8 rebounds to lead Los Cougs. Freshman Gavin Baxter chipped in 9. Football. BYU hosts the Huskies of DeKalb, a.k.a. Northern Illinois, not Northern Illinois, Saturday. Pre-game coverage, 1.30 Eastern on BYU Radio with Cougar Pre-Game Live featuring Jason Shep. Is it Shep Hurd? I, th- I believe he's a sheep herder. Okay. BYU TV's countdown to kickoff live at 2.30 Eastern, 12.30 Mountain on BYU TV. Soccer. Women's soccer team hosts San Francisco tonight. Southfield, 9 Eastern time. Watch or listen on BYU TV, BYU Radio. Volleyball. Number one ranked BYU women's volleyball plays at Portland tonight, 10 Eastern. Trying to get to 21-0. Portland, pretty good team. 16-5 and record on the season. Jimmer. Fredette. Yelled Baccio Gewo a bunch, scored 37 points, had nine assists, nine rebounds, and a Shanghai Sharks win over the Liang Ning Flying Leopards. 104 91 today. Look out for the Flying Leopards. Golf. This one's for all of the BYU golf fans. BYU men's golf ranked number 16 in the country according to the latest NCAA rankings. They begin competition at the Stockton Pacific at the Stockton Country Club today. Good luck to. Number 16, BYU Men's Golf. Another ranked team on campus. Who knew there was a country club in Stockton? That's great. (laughs) Hey. That's awesome. Have you been to Augusta, Georgia, outside of the Masters? It's pretty similar to Stockton. Really nice inside the country club. You don't have to lock your doors inside the country club, but outside. (laughs) You do. You do. Today's Rise and Shout. Belongs to who, Jerem? 
The men's golf team. Right? I didn't realize they were ranked 16. They're That's in fantastic. the top 20. So nice, women's done. cross country, men's cross country, men's golf, BYU women's volleyball. You got the soccer team. Football was ranked for two weeks, Spencer. Competing for the West Coast Conference crown. That was fun. And BYU yeah. football was ranked once upon a time hey. this season. Hey, another great uh, fall season. Right? Our question of the day. How would you best describe your confidence level in BYU football heading into the game against Northern Illinois? Let's go to the voice of the nation. This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Coogs CFB on Instagram, I said a good 85%. With Zach Wilson as BYU's starting QB and everyone being rested and healed from the bye week, I feel like we have a great chance. Is everyone healed or just feeling better because it's they did have some It's not just magic. Off? You don't just yeah. get in. Like, there's yeah. still injured players. Yes, there are injuries. Yeah. There are players that feel better, I'm sure, sure than sure. they No, that's would, the point. That's if, the point. They didn't have yeah. the extra week, but yeah. yeah. At SA BYU fan, 71%. Get out of here. Top button shaved the head confidence. <laughs> well, that confidence led to uh, erroneous verbal predictions. Yes. Right? And yeah. 71%. Please stop. 71%. Please don't enable a certain person here. <laughs> On Instagram, at DB <laughs> underscore Nelson 22. I'm going to say 75% just because BYU's defense, or sorry, Northern Illinois' defense, defense is really good, and BYU's been so hit or miss this year. The defense is, BYU defense has been pretty good. I think in five of the seven games, BYU's been pretty good on, on defense. The elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years at TX Colonel. On a scale of Jake Heaps to Ty Detmer, my confidence for BYU football this week is around John Beck or okay. Max Hall. Yeah. I but feel you. Not quite Steve Young or Jim McMahon. That makes total sense to me. The conversation continues 24 7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Been confirmed. Big Kent has two speeding tickets in oh. his life. But both came in Cash Valley. <laughs> well, well, well. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to anyone that has gotten out of a speeding ticket from RoboCop. Also, Norm Chow. Go Cougs.